Yeah, I'd love to just go back a little bit and and give context for our audience who um, aren't as familiar with your work. And you know, we've we've kind of touched a little bit on the vibration and why that is so important and how it affects us physically, and mentally, and emotionally. But I would love to just hear your story and kind of what brought you to founding Vibrate Higher Daily and and all the things that you do in this world and your book coming out. So I know that's been like a big labor of love related to your story as well. So take the floor. Yeah. So I am an, a wellness educator, a spiritual writer, the founder of a website called Vibrate Higher Daily. My favorite Twitter account. Yay. I, I retweet your shit 24-7. Thank you. <laughs> it's the best. Yes. Thank you so much for that. I absolutely love Twitter community. Twitter's the best. And Twitter, yeah. I'm sorry, I love Twitter. Do you love Twitter? Yeah, People think Twitter's trash. I love it. Oh, no. It's so necessary. I want to see what you're thinking, not what you look like. Yeah, Twitter Mm -hmm. is complete. Yeah, a lot of people are maybe intimidated by just the whole new worlds because they are completely different from each other. Like, you you don't speak or share the same like you do. You can share the same message, but your conversation, it just looks different on Twitter. And if you try to do the same thing, like the cookie cutter, it just doesn't work. Like it doesn't resonate. Like you have to know Twitter protocol. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> got to thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Twitter. Absolutely. Twitter is so fun. And I'm on Instagram, um, but I'm also now the author of Vibrate Higher Daily, the book. And I spent the last year writing this book, pouring into it, all of my experience, the wisdom I've gained throughout that the just the the codes I cracked and that was just what I wanted to put in this book. I know I knew that in order for my life to change the way it did, I cracked the code. And it was something that I was so in this box all my life. And the box was causing suffering in multiple ways. But until I was able to get out of the box and not allow things to come in, you know, and further cause me suffering until I was just to get rid of the whole thing, like throw the whole thing away. <laughs> That's literally what vibrating higher, taking my power back looked like at that time. And then as I continued my journey, it started to look different, like how I vibrated higher in relationships and with my family as a parent, with how I ate, with the work I do in the world. It just encompassed everything, which is why I was so grateful that my publisher, Harper One, gave me the creative free reign to do this book in a way that was holistic because it's it's all around. And for me, that's true wellness and spirituality when wholeness is the point and the goal, not just like my, you know, this is my spirituality on Saturday or Sunday, whether you practice Sabbath or you're in church somewhere or in a mosque, but it's all day with how I smile at people, how I drive in traffic, what I eat, you know, you know what I spend my energy on and my emotional, what, where I'm caring, like that type of thing. So it's important to know that wherever we are each day, we can vibrate higher and that we have grace. There's this force of grace. It's a literal thing, just like gravity. There's force in this. And I always talk about grace because it's what keeps us going. There's so many things that each of us can look back on and say, wow, like that, I didn't deserve that. (laughs) You know, I did this. If anyone could look at my background and knew my thoughts in the past or my, the things I used to do, my experiences, I would look so unqualified now or, you know, just whatever it is, or I would look embarrassed now, whatever it is, but grace comes in and does not care about any of that. And it calls you still, it loves you still, it gives you second, third, fourth, a million chances still. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing about having a higher power for me. 
and knowing that there's this ultimate force that's greater than any mistake I can make, any past that I don't understand why I had to go through it, but it still has a purpose for my life, for our lives. And it will use us if we just surrender and allow and trust the process, moving through that pain, and then like a phoenix, rise, just rise. And that's why Vibrate Higher Daily, living your power is so important because not only do you live in power, but it allows you to now live from a place of power. Mm. And what was your patterning prior to your healing journey? Like what was your, what was your sort of, what were the stories that you told yourself that kept you out of your power? Oh my goodness. Oh, there were so many. The mindset for me was of a victim. Like I felt like I was a victim. And granted, I was victimized, but I didn't realize the difference between being victimized and identifying as a victim. Ooh, that part. Tell me more. Oh, yeah. So something can happen to us, but we are not that. It's just an experience we're passing through on the journey of life. That's not our final destination. And I talk about this in the book because that was a main thing. So there's this cha- there's this in um, there's a chapter in the book where I talk about the metaphorical terrains of life. There's storms, there's there's ocean, there's even metaphorical weather, there's there's fog, you know, there's all these different terrains that we go through and we can get stuck there. The desert if we don't know what, why it showed up in our lives, it always shows up in our lives. Just like every season, everything around us, like the flowers, the plants, the animals, they know that these things come, but they come to pass, you know, and then a new, a change of guard comes. And then there's an outlet. There's a reprieve from that for us. And, and we, we don't have to stay there. But sometimes with humans, we get so distracted by a lot of programming that comes in to keep us out of our power that we think, okay, I have no power to get out of this. This is it. And we see a lot of messaging on TV of victims and damsels in distress. And no, we do not have to be damsels in distress. We are the heroes of our lives. We can take our power back. We can remember who we are. Like I have a quote that says, she remembered who she was and the game changed. So when you remember who you are, you put that on a shirt. I will wear it. Yeah, you know, this is it that has to happen. It, need, it needs to, honey. That's for the happen. book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just a matter of for me it was a matter of getting out of that mindset and it was it was the help of I got help wherever I could. Like that's one thing I did open. I surrendered to help. I was in churches, I was in the mosque. Like I and I grew wow. up very like my father was a practicing Buddhist, my mother was a Christian, and then even I explored into the nation of Islam. So I had a lot of just different teachings growing up, but my strongest influence were, it was my father and my grandmothers and my mother, their their faith and their prayers. I, I have a quote in the book that says, your grandmother's prayers are still protecting you. Mm. And she prayed with me and she used to read to me. I And when she couldn't read, I would read to her. And then my other grandmother, Layla, I'm named after both my grandmothers. My other grandmother, Layla, she only had a third grade education. She couldn't read. She used to, she was the, you know, she was that mother who was when you look at all the black and white movies, like with the maid working, catching, walking, catching the bus and had to go home at night and care for her family, that was her. So, but as a young girl, she she couldn't read. She had to go pick cotton at the age of five um, and leave school at by third grade. And so she didn't have an education, but what she did gain was the, the spiritual education that was so powerful that made her such a grounding force in everyone's life, in our family, in our neighborhood, in the church. She was a church mother, 
which means she held it down. You know, she she was that mother, like she comes in and you're just like, oh, God walked in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, you know. You sit up straight. <laughs> you sit up straight, yeah. you know, fix, align your chakras. Yeah. <laughs> but she would do that. She could just, you know, touch you and hug you and just bring you a meal. And that was just the healing right there. That was it, you know. And so, you know, sometimes I, I when I'm in interviews, I remind people that sometimes it's not always the yoga classes and, you know, the $100 bottle of supplements or whatever, all the trendy things. Sometimes it's just going back to the basics. Sit next to an elder who knows how to pray. Sit next to an elder who has a meaningful presence and anyone looking to have a meaningful presence and even what that looks like in such a fast modern age as today where we're so distracted. I wrote a blog recently about that, just having a meaningful presence because sometimes we can show up and we don't know how to hold space. We don't know how to hear someone. We don't know how to answer someone, respond in a meaningful way that can further the human experience of someone else. You know, sometimes it's it's just very fragmented, our conversations and our thoughts with people. So when we can show up like these elders did, and like for me in my life, I am able to do that only because the women who showed up for me and the men who showed up for me. And I talk about this in the book and I was so grateful to share and to and to further along the spirits of these elders in my life who some are not here physically and some still are, but of my family who really, really are giants in the world of meaningful presence and heroes when it comes to spirituality and holding space. But yeah, all of that was able to help me get out of that. And then the writing in the book, I was just so reminded of like, wow, I really got out of that. Mm. You know, so when you can come to a safe place, you're like, "Mm, I'm safe now. (laughs) I'm safe. And I think that getting to that safe place for all of us, we all have in mind what that looks like. But until we get there, you know, I know that it feels like, like, like I write in the book, you're in the desert or you're in the storm, you're going up that mountain. And I give tools to get through it because if I didn't have the tools, I would have still been stuck. You know, mm. you, sometimes you can break down in the desert, you can break down, you know, in, in the, you know, you feel deserted on the path and the terrains of life, but there's people who will come by and get you if you know how to surrender ego and say, I need help. Or there's, affirmations and prayers you can say to yourself. And there's things that you can do to muster up, to anchor in something stronger than you and to get through it. So that all of that helped me tremendously. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.